Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Devil Radio Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocate Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. Here is your host, Mike Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate's radio show, the Tuesday edition Tuesday afternoon fights, Dominic? <laughs> Tuesday's gone, Crudy. Got Evan on the board. Thank you, sir, our fair audience. Happy Tuesday, two weeks to Election Day. And, buddy, I got Todd Alba from the Todd Alba Show right here on Civic Media, 8 to 11 a.m. across many ports in the Civic Media Network. Uh, Todd, welcome. You and I watched this fight, this big Wisconsin Supreme Court debate together. Had you not had it on in the shop, I don't know if I'd have watched it, and I wouldn't hey, be Tom. here either. So I'm happy to be here, guys. But I, I was—I I came in this morning to do my show. I thought maybe I have to have a mop or something. I listened to yesterday afternoon. I, I expect to see blood in the floor in here. You guys are going fist to cuff last yesterday afternoon. It was—it was—it was down and dirty. I know he gets angry when he's wrong, Todd. But you know that'll happen. Great discussion, great discussion. But uh, yeah, I, I was glad to see there are no bruises today. You, you know, little kids. Dom was a biter. He's one of those kids. Back in college or what? <laughs> Pretty much a lifetime problem. Uh, just foreplay, Todd. <laughs> oh, that's the best kind. <laughs> so Todd Alba from the Todd Alba Show, you and I watched this big fight. And when I joined you, you told me. And I came in a little bit late. Oh, nothing terribly newsworthy yet. And then the tone sort of changed rapidly. Yeah. All it took was crude. <laughs> I think I think the candidates were starting to warm up to the format. Yeah. And this actually played out on WISC as a live stream only. And you and I watched the live stream. Mm -hmm. And this will broadcast apparently on their airwaves sometime this afternoon. I think right about now, but don't don't watch them. We've got it for you. We've got what really matters. Our commentary about what <laughs> happened today. <laughs> and we've got the sound. And we're going to play it for you a little bit later. The the condensed version, just the questions and answers. Uh, we're going to play it right here on the Civic Media Network at 6 o'clock. So stick around immediately to follow the Devil's Advocates. Terry Bell, uh, news director, will anchor. But here's what I got to ask. Here was my question, number one question, and I'm asking of you, Todd, in this case. What was up with... Judge Janet Shamrock smock. <laughs> well, I mean, what was that? I, what it, was she wearing? It was ridiculous, is what it was. It looked like some sort of a weird uh, uh, rain jacket. And, and this is going to sound bad to a lot of ears, but as somebody who spent thirty years in politics and, and helped candidates and, and elected officials, you always have to worry about the wardrobe. But I don't care whether it's a man or a woman. How people present themselves, people judge you on that. That's just the way it is today. And I'm not sure what she was wearing, but yeah, it was a weird green top and her. I don't know. Oh, it, it, come it, on, it, man. It was, what? It, I, what? I know. It was just weird. 
Well, no, notice, I, I noticed there, it was green. I noticed that, and I thought, wow, I mean, it's, it's you know, very close to St. Paddy's Day. I get that. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't like, take any any note of what it was. Really? Whether, no, no, not whatsoever. That's inobservant. Nor but, did I notice what color Dan Kelly's tie was. It was red. It, it was red. It was burgundy. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, Dom, I'm somebody, that was my job for years and years and years to make sure how your boss looked. It was the same thing when Tony Evers went down to Milwaukee and he showed up with a Badger uh, Motion W shirt on. They had to quickly get him a Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee uh, vest to put over top of it. You have to think in terms of what your boss is wearing. People I wish ju- someone would help ju- me dress. <laughs> You haven't asked me yet. That's one thing I haven't been asked to do. It's probably a reason. Well, I know you're wearing flannel, so I wasn't looking to go that direction. Uh, folks, I don't want to be a rube like Todd. You're listening to the Devil's Advocate Show. That's my friend, Todd Alba, from the Todd Alba Show. He's here with me in the Solidarity Realty Studios in Madison. Because Todd and I watched the big Janet Protosiewicz, Dan Kelly debate. Dom also... You listened. Oh, I had it on the background, yeah. So maybe perhaps that's why I didn't take note. I did see it initially when they came out, but then it was all just audio in the background. We thought simply, perhaps black, something more judicial, Dom. The Shamrock Shake look was not a good look. I I, 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 I think that's up to you. I, I we, totally disagree. I think commenting on what the woman is wearing uh, you know, in a in a in a in a Wisconsin Supreme Court race is not necessarily the first spot I would have gone, but apparently you guys noticed, man, and, and took note. Had I did not. Dan Kelly wearing a shamrock green smock, I would have noted that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, let me ask you the tone of Dan Kelly, and I asked this of both of you, Dom. Perhaps you can go first. Kelly, often contemptuous in his vocal stylings, uh, came off as. I thought authoritative. What was your What was your take? I thought uh, he. That's as good con- as he's going to sound. Right, less contemptuous than I had expected, but still, you know, the the smirk and the glances, the body language, you know, his his confrontation. Uh, it, it felt. I'm not going to say desperate, but certainly tried um, uh, when he was discussing and, and bantering with uh, Judge Protasewicz. So, but yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't come off as asinine as I would expect him to. <laughs> Todd, any comments? Was he as asinine as you would have expected? <laughs> no, I agree with Dom on that. He came across as, you know, to use the word, a slightly more judicial, a more restrained, and, and I'm sure his handlers worked on him or worked with him on that to make, again, that's about appearance, how you come across, right? And so, yeah, he, he sounded better than I thought he might have. But yeah, he, he was a bit childish, just going back and, and calling names to Judge Janet. So I, I was not overly, as a friend of mine used to say, I was overwhelmingly underwhelmed he has the kind of face that you know like a mother could punch <laughs> to my opinion rhetorically of course, i'm not of suggesting course. anyone's no, mom no. punch candidate kelly <laughs> i'm just saying if you had a face that you wanted to punch it, it would look, look like, like dan, dan kelly, kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's let's play a little of the sound gentlemen we've got the judge janet her opening remarks some of this she could have been a little more efficient with <laughs> uh, cut 20, if you would, E-Bone. I thank you so very much. Is the timer on the back supposed to be queuing us? Just want to make yes. Is there a countdown? Yes. yes. Okay, because I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the countdown. It's green. And is it going to give seconds? It'll oh, it's just going to say the one minute? 
All right. So I'm sorry to take everybody's valuable time with that clarification. I was hopeful that we would have a little bit of a countdown. I'm absolutely delighted to be here with all of you today. I'm currently a judge in Milwaukee County. I have been in the assistant district attorney's office for more than a quarter of a century. And I have centered my entire career on being fair and impartial and following the law and upholding the Constitution. So last year when I started thinking about this race, the reason I decided to run for this seat was really pretty simple. I thought our democracy was in here. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, she got out the meat, man. <laughs> she thought our democracy was in peril. It is in peril. Now, logistically speaking, I would think if you're going to have a clock in the back and you're going to give someone 60 seconds, that you wouldn't keep it at a minute. You'd actually have a, a second on, you know, a timer on it. But those things probably should have been hashed out prior to the debate. And as, as someone who's done you know, remote broadcasts once in a while, you know, some of the camera angles, it, it changed the audio levels. It was, it, it, it was not a great production, but you know, those things, obviously, uh, not relevant to what we're trying to get to. It'll play better on the radio at 6 o'clock <laughs> on Civic Media, I feel quite confident. And you'll hardly notice Janet's green smock. Uh, let's play one of Dan Kelly, just so you can get a sense of his tone. Uh, let's go with cut 21. My opponent is bought and paid for. Now, I understand my opponent has been accepting millions of dollars from the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And I think that presents a major problem going forward. If she were to be elected to the Supreme Court, she would forever afterwards be known as being bought and paid for by the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And that's why, uh, although I invite support from everyone, I won't accept uh, funds uh, in those kinds of quantities from the <laughs> Republican Party of Wisconsin. Because you can't get them in those kinds of quantities? What are you talking about, Dan Kelly? People are giving he... the millions directly to a super PAC. <laughs> he doesn't have to mess around with the party apparatus. <laughs> Todd, your thought? Uh, well, I, I thought the comeback from uh, Janet was, Judge Janet was fantastic. I mean, she went through. Uh, we have said, Oh, all right, I don't mean to skip ahead. Do but we have yeah. time to play it? Let's play it, gentlemen. And then you can comment. Play it. Cut 22. Your response, Judge Cruz. Okay, let's talk about bought and paid for and impartial. My opponent was still on the payroll of the Republican Party of the state of Wisconsin in December of 2022. My, re my opponent went on a election, quote, fraud tour sponsored by the Republican Party with Michael Gableman, of all people, Michael Gableman, this summer in this spring. My opponent has accepted more than $120,000 in payments from the Republican Party. And the topper, the Judge real topper. Time. That was for services rendered. <laughs> How'd you like her response, Todd? I, I thought it was a good response. Again, she had a little bit of trouble with the timing there. She came back later on another answer. And to the topper is, you know, the money that he accepted uh, to help out the, uh, the alternate slate of electors later on. That was kind of the kicker later on in the debate. But I thought that was one of her stronger answers, going through the litany of things that, that, uh, that Kelly had done. So I, I thought the response was fantastic. Todd, you and I watched it in real time. We're going to play it out on the Civic Media Network, so it'll be theoretically heard by millions <laughs> but do you think people are paying attention do you think this debate matters 
in this race. You thought that she made one strategic blunder that might end up on a campaign ad of her opponent. I think we're talking about protosavits made a blunder. I, I think in 48 hours, uh, you're going to see an ad going through these these people, these defendants that she quote unquote let off easy out of the thousands of cases that she's had. And she had the line that she said was, I do find some good in the defendants. And then she, but the point she was making for everyone was that, look, I'm being honest, I'm being human here, that I have to consider as a human being and before my court, I have to look and see the good and the bad in everyone. I think it shows that she'll be a fair judge and an a, and a evenly parsed judge on the state Supreme Court should she get there. But it was, it was a really, you know, it's hard, but it was a bad mistake saying that because that will be an ad. Dom, when we come back, I want to know what you think about the attack on Dan Kelly's choice of who he has defended. Now, he's pointing a finger at Protosawit saying, well, as a judge, you let him off easy. Yeah, but as a defense attorney, you tried to get him off easy. Come back. More Devil's Advocates. Our friend Todd Alba talking about, what, Tuesday night fights? Doesn't make sense, but (laughs) they debated today. Come back. More Devils. When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. Dominic, I've got a fine co-guest, buddy of ours, friend of the Devils, right here in the Solidarity Realty Studios. He's Todd Alba, host of the Todd Alba Show, 8 to 11 a.m., in many of the ports in the city uh, civic media network. And Todd and I watched the Wisconsin Supreme Court debate, the singular Wisconsin Supreme Court debate together today. And in case you were working today, we'll play it out for you, like live, but it won't be live. It'll be recorded at 6 o'clock tonight. We're going to play it on the civic media network. Todd, appreciate you sticking around. Um, Emily Bannon, I believe her yeah. name. Uh, one of the media commentators asked a tough question of Janet Protasewicz. Uh Really, it was regarding when Protasewicz had applied for judicial vacancies when Scott Walker was the governor. And she tailored, it seemed, some of her answers to her audience, or at least that was the question posed. Do you really feel this way? Or were you just trying to win the, uh, you know win the, the, the appointment from a Republican governor and, and her answer. You liked her answer. I did uh, because I, I don't want to misquote her and I haven't, I haven't obviously seen the, the application, but allegedly she uh, cited in her application to the Walker administration some decisions by, I believe, Anton Scalia and other conservative justices on which she agreed. And and so, yeah, I, I thought it was a very fair and good question. Rogan Sack, also from the Wisconsin Correct. Supreme Court, she apparently acknowledged. Yep. And but I thought her conservative <laughs> jurist. What, what I liked about the answer, she was very calm about it. She was obviously prepared for this, guys. And and her answer basically was, look, I, I'm going to be a fair and impartial justice. I'm going to apply the law as it's written. I'm not going to be an activist judge. And there's going to be times when whether or not I personally agree with something, I'm going to do the right thing by the law. I thought that's exactly what you should have out of a justice and the irony guys is for years as a former Republican all we heard was we don't want activist judges we don't want activist judges unless of course 
we don't agree with it. <laughs> and then we do want activist judges. So I thought Proto Sandwich came across really well today on that response. It's showing that, you know, to the everyday voter, look, I'm going to be fair about this. Folks, you're listening to the Devil's Advocates. That's Todd Alba from the Todd Alba Show joining us talking about the debate with Dan Kelly, Janet Protosse, which was Wisconsin Supreme Court candidates. Um, I, I want to get uh, your sense. You talked about the the response of uh, Protosewitz and how how you know she has to look at the person as well and some of these sentencing guidelines. And I just don't know if it's as effective. I don't doubt that perhaps the Republicans will jump on it. But then I look at Dan Kelly. Uh, and his, how, how upset he was when, when she talked about him defending some questionable characters, right? I mean, everyone deserves a defense. That's what we get in this country. Uh, and I do appreciate that. But if Kelly was like, oh, you know, you're disparaging all defense attorneys. No, he, got, he was trying to bring that into it. And I don't think that was the case. But if you're going to defend, um, you know, terrible uh, 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 people accused of terrible crimes and they do deserve defense, you know, maybe you're not the one to then also uh, go run for, I don't know, governor or Wisconsin Supreme Court. Because you got you to push back. You gotta, if you're going to do everything you can to defend a murderer or a rapist, you know, you have to you know, pull some things out of your sleeves, perhaps. Perhaps you got to push buttons, put people on the stand to, to, to do whatever to, to, to defend your, to your client, right? That's what your job is. So I'm just not clear that because you could say the same thing. If Dan Kelly was successful in his defense uh, of getting a lighter sentence, you know, what Judge Proto say, which would have handed down, would be exactly what he would consider a great defense, right? If Dan Kelly wins or, or, or does well by his his client, uh, he needs a light sentence from someone like Proto Sayward. So this whole thing, again, she has, what, thousands of cases? I just don't know that that's going to be very effective in the long, long run, Todd. I, uh, to your point, Dom, I, I don't think the average voter, at the end of the day, are they going to go into the Supreme Court, uh, into the voting booth in two weeks and go, well, geez, I'm thinking about that, that debate, and I think that uh, I think somebody defended a crypt. No, they're not going to think about that. Right, We're going right. to think, am I, am I in favor or not of abortion? Do I like fair maps or do I like gerrymandered maps? And which person uh, accepted money from the Republican Party to defend illegal voting? But if I watched just this debate and I looked at just the tenor and the, the tone of these two candidates— Judge Kelly definitely accused his opponent of lying, yeah. accused her of slandering him through his her campaign ads. Mm -hmm. And nobody's really going to go look and do the fact checking. I mean, if you fair. believe what he said, if you take him at his word, well, he's up against a pretty despicable candidate. And if this debate were going off in a vacuum and this is all you judge these candidates on is their word. Well, Dan Kelly had a lot of words, and most of them were accusatory towards Protosawitz. But it goes back to, do, do debates matter anymore? And does this debate matter? Or is the, is the pie already It matters because we say it matters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, 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 how, how long does it take? How many undecided voters are out there thinking about these major issues that I talked about? Well, undecided about whether or not they're going to actually make the effort and cast the vote, I think. Mm. Uh, that's really the question in this race. Everybody 100%. knows what team you're on. I, hopefully you do. And if you're informed and you know there is the most important spring election of your lifetime going on, and you know which team to vote for, it ain't Dan Kelly, at least in my opinion, well, then the only question is whether or not you're going to actually make the modest effort of getting off your dead ass and voting. And I suggest you do. Absolutely. And in fact, early absentee voting in person starts today, does it not, gents? I believe it does. Yeah. Uh, one quote here from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel on a write-up, Molly Beck and uh, Corey Hess. Uh, Protosawitz, 
She she lit him up. Called Kelly one of the most extremely partisan candidates in the history of the state. Quote, he's a true threat to our democracy. She said, citing legal counsel, Kelly provided state GOP officials uh, uh, advice as they plan to submit false paperwork claiming to be electors for President Trump. The fact that she wove that in, I think, if you're going to look at this as only one thing, all right, Kelly calls her a liar and, and, and slanderous, and she says he's a threat to democracy and points out his work for you know the GOP in trying to overturn democracy. Oh, but that was like a 30-minute phone call. It was just a minute, just a second. <laughs> I wasn't on the payroll. I was 1099. I wouldn't take that money because they haven't given it to me. They gave it to the PAC. All sounded... Very reminiscent of a guy trying to shirk his prior indiscretions. Did it not, gents? Uh, indeed. Thanks, Todd, Todd Alba. The Todd Alba Show. Thank it's you, guys. It's a fine, fine program. It's like being brought up to the big leagues from the AAA. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me in the, in the big leagues for a half hour. We'll Appreciate see if it, we man. can bring you up after the All-Star break. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Come back. Nothing but the big leagues after this short break. Devils Advocates, 844 Eight nine Tuesday. Think you know politics? Think again. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Tuesday afternoon edition. Thank you, Todd Alba, from the Todd Alba Show, for joining us. A little. Punditry on the Protosawitz Dan Kelly debate. And we'll take your phone calls as well. 844 967 2789. Hell, Ebone barely screens you. All you got to do is call. But, Dom, the five takeaways we've got this from the Journal Sentinel. Let's continue our topic. This is the most important race. Of our lifetimes, at least among Springs Supreme Court elections. <laughs> Keep qualifying it. Very important, no doubt. This is this is our chance to continue on. I mean, w- without this, uh, it's going to be real tough. No matter what kind of efforts uh, go forward with the with these maps, we want to have a change. We got to do it now. This is it. Two weeks to do it now. Otherwise, we're going to have to wait for new maps and what another <clears throat> nine years. Two weeks from today, rock the world. Change. The direction, the soul of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, I would ask you to please consider voting for Janet Protosawitz. But let's tell you about the takeaways, according to a couple of fine journalists from the big debate today. Dom, it was a bitter feud. It was quite contentious. (laughs) It got a little scrappy there. Uh, As Molly Beck and others report, for nearly an hour, Kelly and Protosawitz battled at the State Bar of Wisconsin's headquarters in Madison accusing each other of running deceitful campaigns and being an unprecedented danger to the state. Now, Protosawitz called Kelly one of the most extremely partisan candidates in the history of the state. I think she's accurate in that assessment, Tom. The guy frickin' was the counsel for the Republican Party and the Republican National Committee, and oh yeah, he advised on the whole January 6th, although quite minimalist on that topic. Oh, it was like a half an hour and... I, I'm completely unaware of the false elector scheme. Really? In a half an hour, that didn't come up with you and Andrew Hitt. We are to believe that. That seems incredible. At one point, Janet Protosawitz said of her opponent on the sage, I think he's lying. I think he might be. Uh, here is what she said. He is a true threat to our democracy, 
citing legal counsel Kelly provided to the state GOP officials while they plan to submit false paperwork claiming to be electors for former President Donald Trump following Trump's defeat in 2020. I would say that was a criminal scheme, Dom, that, you know, I just gave like 30 minutes worth of advice on. Kelly repeatedly called Protus Sawitz a liar and said the only way to restore trust in the Supreme Court would be for him to be elected. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would endear me to trust the Supreme Court. Uh, here's uh, another takeaway, Crudy. When asked about her views on the precedent established by cases involving past rulings that have upheld a state law known as Act 10 that limited collective bargaining and rules that barred the use of absentee drop boxes and upheld a state law requiring photo ID to vote, Protestant would signals those rules could change in the future. Quote, Obviously, we all follow precedent all the time. That's what you want to do. You want people to have the ability to understand that the court is likely what the court is likely going to do. You know, that's the rule of law. That's the stare decisis. That's what we all follow. But, you know, precedent changes, Protosayward said, citing the evolution of precedent on issues involving segregation and race. Dom Kelly wants to say Protosayward's grandiose recipient of mega dollars from the Democratic Party. But it seemed almost an envious admission because I think if the Republican Party were offering Kelly millions, he'd be taking them. They just ain't offering. Uh, Kelly said he would not accept millions. <laughs> sure you wouldn't. Kelly said he would not accept millions from the state Republican Party because he does not want to be known as a Supreme Court justice who was bought and paid for. No, you were prior just a wanker appointment. Now you're going to be a two-time loser, but that's a different story. I understand my opponent has been accepting millions of dollars from the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, and I think that presents a major problem to his campaign, he means. But I read on. If she were to be elected to the Supreme Court, she would forever afterwards be known as being bought and paid for by the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Now, Dom, I would point out, Janet Protasiewicz, Judge Janet, hopefully soon to be Justice Protasiewicz, has already stated she would recuse herself from any cases brought by the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Were they the plaintiffs or the defendants? Now, I don't think it is necessary for her to make that blanket recusal ahead of the game, but she's already offered to do so. That sort of minimizes that attack from, from the pompous Kelly, Dom. Kelly, in his unsuccessful 2020 campaign, also used the Republican Wisconsin offices as his campaign headquarters and state GOP staff were providing 2023, uh, 2023 campaign help in the form of communications and research. He also has received contributions from the state GOP totaling around $4,000 in March. So it's just a matter of degree. It's not that he won't take money from the Republicans. He's just envious that he ain't getting as much as she is. And I think his quote was, I wouldn't take it in that amount. He, he qualified it. He would take it, but not to that degree. So now you're saying what? You, you, you'll accept it, and but how, but not in the amount that would uh, call, make you be called bought and paid for. What What is that number then, sir? Uh, well, he's Kelly, received $3 million plus from Dick Uline. I would say 
He's bought and paid for by Dick Uline. <laughs> That's a, a great point. Uh, Protosay was uh, accused Kelly of promising anti-abortion lobbying groups to block efforts to repeal the state's abortion ban, citing an endorsement from Wisconsin Right to Life during the primary race because the group said it, quote, endorses candidates who have pledged to champion pro-life values and stand with Wisconsin's Right to Life's legislative strategy. The group updated its website after February to include that in judicial elections, the group, quote, endorses candidates whose judicial philosophies and values fit with those of Wisconsin Right to Life, according to the Internet Archive. In response to Protosawitz, Kelly said, that is absolutely not true. Dominic, the opponents agreed on one thing. Devil's Advocates, greatest radio show ever. And, totally, totally true. And let me just read here from the reporting. Protosawitz and Kelly clashed on nearly every issue except one. The constitutional amendment that will appear on April 4th's ballot on cash bail. Both candidates said they would like to see the amendment pass. The amendment would allow judges to consider the totality of the circumstances of a defendant, including a person's past criminal record and the need to protect the public from serious harm when setting the monetary amount of bail. Currently, judges can only use monetary bail amounts to help ensure a person appears in court. So there is concurrence on that. <laughs> Unity. Something Love they to see it. agreed with on. Now, I actually was listening to Righty Whitey Talk Radio today, and I don't currently hear any, let's just call them issue ads, on the other referendum. But it was like Cheech and Chong damn near. It's like two dudes. Like, hey, dude, they screwed up my French fry order at the, at the restaurant. Well, what do you... What? Seriously, I'm hearing these ads. These are, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, literal okay. ads that I'm hearing running on right-wing talk radio right now, trying to inspire the righty-whitey base. And it's like two dudes that just came out of a drive-thru and like, hey, dude, they screwed up my fries again. And uh, the one guy is like, well, you know, you could work here. They got to force, you know, you know, we're hiring sign. Oh, no, dude, I'm lazy. I don't have to work. I get welfare for not working, which, of course, could not happen in the state of Wisconsin. Feasibly impossible. So anyways, this guy claims he doesn't work and he uses the the welfare to have his Amazon delivered right to his door and therefore no need to work. Well, welfare king. Effectively, it was. It was like, and then then the narrator says, you know, restaurants can't be fully staffed. Like, if they screw up your order at the drive-thru, that's the lazy Wisconsinites that won't come and fill those French fry orders. That's their fault. I mean, the implication was it's the workers' fault if they don't want to work at your drive-thru and get well, the fry I order mean, right. Th- this is a, 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 a concurring theme throughout the the mega community and the republican writ large man i mean it was it was former uh, republican candidate for governor tim michaels from the michaels corporation what did he say we're a bunch of lazy wisconsinites yeah uh, yeah i mean that's, that's what they say that's what they think if you don't have millions of dollars you're lazy i'd ask for phone calls right now but our audience probably too lazy. <laughs> i think you got it in yet it's just seven digits right 
888-2789. That's actually 10 digits. Yes, that'd be 10 digits, Gertie. That's going to wow. take a lot of effort, man. No, I know, like like 30% more. Uh, I want to play. We have a couple more bites here, uh, Evan, if you would. I want to replay uh, the Kelly about Janet being bought and paid for. Listen to what Kelly says. He says it. It's very, very subtle, but you can tell he kind of wishes he had the money. Cut 21, please. Now, I understand my opponent has been accepting millions of dollars from the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And I think that presents a major problem going forward. If she were to be elected to, my campaign. to the Supreme Court, she would forever afterwards be known as being bought and paid for by the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And that's why, uh, although I invite support from everyone, I won't accept uh, funds uh, in those kinds of quantities from the Republican <laughs> Party. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> you can call her Justice Protosawitz. I won't accept those millions of dollars in funds from Crudy. You know why? Because he's not giving them to me. Way to go. Uh, a couple more uh, on rebuttal. Now, Jenna Protosay, was, you know, called him corrupt, and he has a rebuttal. Let's hear what Kelly had to say. Cut number 23, please. You're corrupt. Justice Kelly, you have 30 seconds for a rebuttal. Thanks so much. So first off, you obviously don't know the difference between having a client and being on a payroll. Never been on the payroll of the state party. I've had clients because, as it turns out, I'm a lawyer. Um, and I don't know what you're talking about. Going on a tour with Justice Gable didn't do any such thing. Uh, my client at the time asked me to address uh, various groups around the state uh, about uh, how our election system works. That's and a tour. I was happy to do that. That was part <laughs> of my job in representing and giving good counsel. Justice Kelly, clients. that's time. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't follow the dead around the country uh, uh, on, on tour. I just, you know, was independently sound checking. I mean, what, dude? No, I didn't do that. Then he describes exactly what he did. So, um, okay. And again, like like the distinction. No, I wasn't on the payroll. Well, okay, you were a contractor. You you got paid gross money and had to pay it out of your own corporation. They cut you checks, dude. Whether it be to Dan Kelly W two or Dan Kelly Inc. Ten ninety nine. You are still getting paid, bro. One more on abortion. Uh, let's hear Kelly. Cut number 24, please. So there's a misrepresentation by my opponent about what it takes to get those endorsements. So I had no conversations with those organizations about how I would rule on any issue, including the abortion issue. So their statement about endorsements uh, being dependent on a pledge, that's for legislative endorsements. I'm not a legislator. Because I don't talk about my politics. I understand what a court is supposed to do, and that's resolving legal questions. So those endorsements had nothing to do with the pledges that are required of those who run for political office. The conversations we had were this. Will you pledge to follow the law? Will you uphold the Constitution? Will you do the job of a justice in simply using existing law to decide the cases that come before the court? And that's the same pledge I make to everyone regardless of the issue involved that might come before the, before the court. And so they can be confident, just like everyone else in the state, the decision would be based on the law and That's not time. Time. And I That's ain't time. recusing. And I ain't recusing. Uh, as the journalist at the Journal Sentinel, Corey Hess and Molly Beck point out, the right to life, these uh, pro-forced government abort uh, They're clients. They're not my employer. They changed the... Uh, the candidate from the pledge to has to fit our judicial philosophy in February. Yeah, 
Yeah, last month. I updated the webpage last month, so no biggie. No biggie. You big liar. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Vote Janet Protosewas. Don't let this guy anywhere near the bench ever again. Please. Democrats, including Governor Tony Evers, have put forth a new legislative proposal right here in the state of Wisconsin that just may restore abortive rights. We'll see. Come back. More devils. We'll talk about it. 844-96-PARTY. We're going to get people off of their couches and get them back to work. We created an entire class of lazy people to stop just sending them the unemployment checks, the COVID subsidy checks, which I know are now gone, but they were getting them, and that's how they got lazy. Come on, man. The Devil's Advocates. So relevant, they have one foot in tomorrow. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Phone lines are open. Going to them next at 844-967-2789. Let's get to it. Jack from the Mac. Welcome, Jack. What do you got for us? Hey, Jack. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say I'm not one of those Hello, uh, Jack. lazy listeners that doesn't call. Hello? Hang, hang on. You there you go. Yeah, I'm I sorry, can Jack. hear you, Jack. Yeah, start over, Jack. Dom's mi- too lazy to listen to you. <laughs> we missed you, man. Say it again, please. <laughs> I just wanted to say I'm not one of those lazy listeners who doesn't call in. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, already Prosewitz has, has um, answered the the uh, conflict of interest issue with the Democratic Party because she said that because she's accepted some of these funds from them, um, she is going to recuse herself um, uh, on anything that involves the Democratic Party. And that may come back to haunt us a little bit later in a 3-3 decision, something important, but I think it it does make her beyond reproach it's hard to say she's going to be corrupted if she's offered a, a blanket recusal when the Democratic Party is the plaintiff or the defendant. Yep, that's that's uh, what I was thinking. The second thing is uh, um, uh, uh, Kelly can't really talk very much about uh, uh, being unreliable and, and uh, uh, because he first of all recused himself uh, from a, a particular judgment uh, oh, way back because he said, well, I have a conflict of interest here. And then later when it became obvious that it wasn't going to be solved in the way that he wanted to, he unrecused himself. Now, that seems to me, you talk about untrustworthy, excuse me. I didn't even know you could unrecuse yourself. I didn't even know it was legal once you said, yeah, I, I recuse myself. So, yeah, this guy is something else. <laughs> yeah, something else indeed. Uh, great observation, Jack. Thanks for the call. And what I didn't hear today, and what I'd love to hear Dan Kelly address, uh, uh, what? The Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce, a business lobby here in the state of Wisconsin, spending, what, $3 million? At least was the last ad buy uh, for Dan Kelly. Is he going to recuse when, not if, when WMC comes in from the Supreme Court again? Uh, I'd like to know the answer to that question. I'm less clear he intends to, Dom, in that he has stated, I don't intend to recuse myself. Uh, Here's what he did unrecuse himself for. Dan Kelly unrecuses himself from the voter purge case. A little of the reporting thereof uh, from the Wisconsin Examiner back in 2020. Justice Dan Kelly, by wanker appointment, 
has decided to unrecuse himself from a Supreme Court case involving the possible purge of more than 200,000 voters from the rolls in Wisconsin. Kelly sent a letter to the lawyers in the case, uh, Zenego versus the Wisconsin Elections Commission, on April 15th, again, of 2020, explaining he had originally recused himself from the case because he was a candidate in the April 7th election, the outcome of which could have affected, could have been affected by the purge. Kelly lost to Jill Karofsky, man, did he lose, uh, who will take her seat in August. Meanwhile, the voter purge case is again before the court on appeal from the lower court. On April 28th, lame duck Kelly, post-loss Kelly, wrote to the same group of lawyers to tell them he had heard from the plaintiffs in the case who filed a letter that discussed principles relating to recusal, but did not take a position regarding my participation in the consideration of the pending petition for review and potentially the merits of their consolidated appeals. No response was received from the defendant's appellates or from any other person or entity. The 2020 spring election is now complete. So it appears the reason for my prior recusal from the consideration of the petition for bypass no longer exists, right? Just changed my mind. Kelly goes on to say, moreover, no party is object. I object. No party is objected to my participation in considering the pending petition for review of the merits of the matter if the petition for review is granted. Therefore, Kelly concluded he will participate in the remainder of the matter going forward. <laughs> so he recused himself, lost the race, and then in the lame duck, unrecused himself and sat in judgment of the case. And as... The fine author here, Ruth, kind of points out Kelly left unaddressed the issue of the Supreme Court's rules on recusal or the disqualification of judges, which state that when a justice recuses or disqualifies himself or herself, the justice takes no further part in the court's consideration of the matter. <laughs> Until they do. Until he changes his mind and breaks the, what, the rules of the court? Ah, Consistency. Rules, You're slandering me. Starry decisis be damned. You know, when he brought up starry decisis, I'm thinking, except in what? Roe v. Wade? Uh huh. Uh huh. 844-967-2789. Jerry from Waukesha. Welcome, Jerry. What do you got for us? Hey, Jerry. Hey, hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, Jerry. What do you got for us? Well, you're bringing up in regards to Janet, and she said about Act 10. My problem is that if they do get rid of Act 10, my property taxes are going to go up. Everyone's property taxes are going to go up. Jerry, let me ask you, know you a question. Have there Act been... been activated? Jerry, let me... me don't you? Why don't you just hang up on me? I was just going to ask you a question, Jerry. Have you had any referendums sure. in I your community? I did not finish my statement. Well, Jerry, you you're not going to because now I am going to hang up on your dumb ass. Let me finish my statement, which is your property taxes also go up, sir, every time your community passes a referendum to increase their own taxes, as the community of Waukesha has had to do a couple times. Now, state lawmakers act in that toolbox they use has not been to the betterment 
of the schools, we haven't seen better outcomes. We've seen competing for talent, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, Jerry, and you may be in a in a beneficial school district. Your your district may benefit. We like Waukesha South. We like all the Waukesha schools. I like Middleton, where my kids go. They have the benefit of a good school district with a higher property tax base. But you know what? Every year, every election year, Jerry, someone puts a referendum up and says, but our schools need to be a little bit better. And because the state of Wisconsin has Act 10 and they refuse to do the right thing and, you know, give proper funding to the public schools, we've got to ask you, the citizens of our community, once again, to raise your own property taxes. So, Jerry, I've done that over and over again, man. So if you think Act 10 suddenly stabilized my property taxes, did not, sir. Did not. Nor did it in Waukesha, as near as I can tell. And I wouldn't have talked over you or hung up on your dumb ass if you'd have let me finish a sentence or two. But that's how you learn, Jerry. Try us again. Next time, be more civil. 844-967-2789. Just hung up on Jerry. Officially.